Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast, the March Madness version, Brian. And uh, Brian, I lit my bracket on fire. I don't know about you. Did you do that? I haven't lit it on fire yet, but I'm standing next to it holding a a fire extinguisher. I'm kind of just right there, Uh, you know, because it's one of those things where, yeah, after the first day, you're like, oh, man, I'm already out of it. And it's one of those things, you know, where you like, I love to see an upset, but then if it's an upset, of like saying, well, let's say you had Kentucky going to the final four, like I did, and they lose to St. Peter's, which was a wonderful game. I watched the whole thing. Uh, well, I watched the whole thing. I watched the last five minutes and then the overtime. Yeah, I watched the OT. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, everyone's bracket. I mean, it's 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 the March tradition of going, my back bracket is busted like after 10 games or after the first day. So, but. and I, I didn't, I saw when UConn got New Mexico state, I did not like that matchup for two reasons. A, they got that kid, Tony Allen, who went off last night and B, it was a five, 12 game and five, 12 games are traditional. Five, 12 games. You're right. I, you got it. Cause I never saw this coming, but I, Full disclosure, I knew nothing about New Mexico, New Mexico State. Me neither. So I had the, uh, I don't know, whatever. I had the UConn, whatever. The, I had the blue and white colored UConn glasses on last night thinking, and I never thought about the 12-5, although I did pick a 12-5 upset earlier in the day that, that paid off. I forget who it was, but I picked it. Um, so I never really even considered the fact that UConn might lose in the first round. I just, I and I was stunned. But you're this right, that Allen is, is kid is really it's good. Bad. It's bad because it's two in a row. Um, I like Yeah, it I, is. I, I like Coach Hurley a lot. I love his energy, but when you lose two first-round games in a row, and do it. They, they pounded their chest pretty hard this year. He thought he was one of the top, you know, 10 teams in the country, and you can't lose an opening-round game. So You can't lose that. You can't. You cannot lose that game. That's, he didn't a, want, that's a terrible loss. He didn't want to get into the whole big-picture story last night, which I understand because it's fresh, but obviously he was crushed for his guys, and I just, there were so many times late in this game where I just was, uh, you know, I'm not a basketball coach, but just I, I, so many times where his in-game coaching has things to be desired tonight. Going forward, I think that's going to have to be fixed. He can recruit with anybody. No, well, he certainly can. And that's been a big part of him turning that program. I shouldn't say turning it around because it wasn't like they were down in the dumps, but they had a little, for no, UConn. They were. For, they were. Well, for UConn, they were. They were down yeah. in the dumps. But I mean, because the, 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 the bar is so high at that program. And, and wow, I mean, that's awesome. But yeah, he's turning around. He can recruit with anybody in the country. He really can. But you're right. And just the, you know, it's the, they were not disciplined, just the fundamental stuff. I'm not going to break it down. I'm not John Rothstein here. I want to break down the game and all this. Just fundamentals, breaking down bad defense, bad decisions, looking like they weren't organized late in the game. You're right. And this, you know, I mean, this stuff will hang with a program and more importantly, will hang over a coach's neck because you're in a big conference. You know, the Big East is a tremendous basketball conference. They, you know, they show well there. That's awesome. But you don't want to get that that reputation. You know that'll stick to you. You got to yeah. win. Yeah, and they, listen, people could talk about Jim Calhoun all they want, but there was a time where people questioned whether Jim could win the big game before right. he actually won the big game. Never I mean, got he had to a lot him. of teams. He had a lot of the Ray Allen teams getting knocked out in the Sweet Sixteen. You know things like that. So that yeah, that you're right. Them. You're a hundred percent right. You know, we talk about, you know, a whole decade of the nineties. Yeah, we, that's forgotten, but we're old enough to remember. Like all the nineties until nineteen ninety nine. When they finally won it all, they had never made a final four with all those teams. Yep. And you don't want that to happen to Hurley. I like Hurley. You know, I liked him since he was with uh, when he was at Rhode Island. I don't know beyond that. You have a, you know, you guys have a, you have a working relationship, but you know him. I like, I, there's nothing I don't like about him, but 
it's got, I don't know what else to say. That's just, it has to be buttoned up because it doesn't look good. And it's not like a close loss. Yeah. They just were not prepared to play that game. Well, I think to me, that's, that's easy to say, but yeah. that's easy to say, but from a, from a viewer standpoint, it looks like they thought that they were, they were going to win that game. As soon came as they out, stepped on the court, came out a little flat. Both teams yep. came out a little flat. And then to be, uh, you know, you got to also tip your cap. I mean, Allen was hitting shots. Some of the arc yep. on his shots and his fallaways. Um, he was just, by far the best player on the floor. UConn didn't have anyone like that on the floor. So, yeah, you're right. Back uh, to the I mean, drawing board. Big another big uh, recruiting class coming, including Donovan Klingon, the kid from Bristol, the seven foot one center. He'll be playing for UConn next year. He'll play for first on Saturday night. Uh, the other big story today is uh, we're taping this on a Friday morning. Kind of a wonky schedule this week because I've been all over the place. So I will take full blame for that. Running around. Oh, you're the busiest man in sports media in this in this great state of Connecticut. <clears throat> you know, it's no fun need to make excuses. Before I move on to what's going on today, I, I, it's funny, and you know how this is because you were in this business for a long time. John Pearson, my colleague, was in Buffalo last night, and you want you want to root for the home team. You want UConn to win every game, but it's funny. It's a double edged sword. The more they win, the more you work. <laughs> more you win, the more you work. And no offense to Buffalo. I've been to Buffalo. I actually kind of actually like Buffalo. Me too. Great, great food city, by the way. Underrated food city. Mm-hmm. But you also like, oh, they lost, but at least I'm not spending four nights away from the from home in Buffalo. Correct. And you don't Correct. have to fly to like, I don't even know where they'd go after this. Maybe San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, although San Francisco this time of year, outstanding on the yeah. on the company dime. Maybe maybe you do want UConn to win. So I feel Before, bad for John because he wanted to go to San Francisco and he wanted the Huskies to win. We all wanted them to win. But yeah. Back to the drawing board, as they say. See what happens. So Yale plays Purdue today at 2 o'clock. I was with the Bulldogs on Sunday. We hadn't talked. Uh, I went to Harvard to watch them play Princeton in the championship game. I don't know if you've ever been to Harvard before. I've been there a couple of times for football I, games. It's yeah, tremendous. I've been there, but I've not been in the basketball arena. I've never been in the arena. I love Boston. I mean, I, I – for years, I hated the city just because of the sports affiliation. But yeah. driving up there Sunday morning on a, it was a, a really cold, blustery morning. But just walking around that campus, it set up perfectly. The football stadium next to the basketball court, next to the hockey rink. It's just a great little complex there. And you know, I told my wife this summer, or this spring, when it warms up, I like to take another ride up there because it's just such a great city. It really. Is. It's a beautiful. It's a great city in the spring. Again, I I, I lived in Boston for. Uh, several years between working there and going to college up there. And uh, you're right. The Harvard setting on my friends and I, cause we, we didn't go to Harvard. We're too stupid, but you take the, the tea over to Cambridge and you walk around. There's a co- There's so many cool bars and restaurants and the campus is freaking gorgeous. So now if I just get one of my kids to get in there and then figure out how to pay for it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. So Yale won the Ivy league title by beating Princeton. So they're playing Friday afternoon at two o'clock against Purdue. And Hey, listen, Yale upset Baylor back in 2016. So anything can happen. James Jones is a terrific coach. And the idea that everyone in the country has a job opening is not calling him is, is crazy. But um, he's well, been there for a while, Bulldogs. too, has he not, Eric? Yeah, 20 years. I think two, yeah. or 21 years, something like that. 2001, mm-hmm. 2002. But this is, is technically his fourth time that the team under his watch has gone to the NCAA tournament. They won the title in 2020, but then it was canceled so four times since 2016. <laughs> How many coaches do you know in Division One would sign for that right now? Four. Yeah, I take it right now out of the out of the Ivy League. Absolutely, and in general, there's some good teams in the any Ivy conference, League. Any conference, any coach would sign for that. And let me just make this dated right now because I'll probably look. I'll, this will make me sound stupid. Like in a, when we if people listen back to this after today, but I don't. I don't. I know a little bit about Yale. I don't. I don't hate their chances against Purdue. I didn't. I am not impressed with any of the big 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 Ten teams. 
I know a couple of them won yesterday in the first round. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a great basketball conference this year. Somebody will not Purdue will win the national title. So because I just said that. <laughs> I, I was oh, Yale. Go Bulldogs. You know, Rutgers made it there. I mean, they, they lost a great game in Notre Dame the other night. Uh, that's a good game. Uh, Iowa get picked off yesterday in the other five twelve game against Richmond. I don't know if that's, that's the one I picked. Yep. So listen, the Big East had a rough day yesterday. Creighton won an overtime. Uh, UConn yeah. lost. Uh, Marquette got drubbed by North. Oh, Carolina. they got crushed. So these big conferences, these big conferences that supposedly are the legit teams, you know, a lot of them going home early. In Kentucky, well, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's in the MAC, which is where Quinnipiac and Fairfield play. That's all you need to know right now about the tournament. But you know what? It's a great story. St. Peter's played their butts off last night, and and Kentucky didn't play bad. St. Peter's had a couple of guys who were just made some unconscious shots. It's fun, yeah. dude. It's March. You know what? Are we allowed to say it? It's March stuff. Yeah, it is. It's madness, Brian. It's madness in the month of March. Yes. So semantics, but yes. The UConn women start on Saturday, uh, one o'clock against Mercer. That game's on uh, Channel Eight. So if you get a chance, you want to watch it. Uh, and believe it or not, the ratings the last time UConn was on Channel Eight were through the roof. Big ratings. So we're hoping for that again on Saturday. Uh, they'll go from stores to Bridgeport, then to Minneapolis is where the final four is. Um, you know, listen, it's going to be a fun little ride now that the men are out. The women are going to, you know, be the focus of the state. The Fairfield women's basketball team is also in the NCAA tournament. I didn't know if you knew that or not. So I did not. Two teams in each, the men's and women's bracket, being represented in by the state of Connecticut. So we'll be rooting hard for both those tonight. And also, yeah, Brad, yeah. there's the Frozen Four of hockey. I love the Frozen Four. I don't know anything. I don't know who's in it this year, but I love the Frozen Four. So listen, the Yale women's hockey team is in the Frozen Four. How about that? But they're playing. They're not not the men's Frozen Four, though, right? No, the women's Frozen Four is Yale. Yep, the Frozen Four for the uh, men's side doesn't start for a couple weeks. You have the conference tournaments this weekend. UConn plays in Hockey East. They're playing Northeastern tonight in the semifinals, which is a nice little story. And Quinnipiac is playing in the ECAC. And their mm-hmm. semifinals tonight as well. So we got you. We got you up to school and everything going in the frozen. I love it. I love. I love this time of year. I can't wait for April. We have baseball back, which we'll get to in a little bit. So it's a great time if you're a sports fan, and if you want to, you know, avoid the family. As Eric likes to make his little funny, funny ha-has every week. Great sports time. <laughs> hey, listen. We're, you mentioned baseball. We have a lot to talk about with baseball. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our Yankees and Mets players going to be allowed to play baseball. Some of them. That's been a story this week in New York City. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know all that too well. And uh, oh, the yeah. agency, Yankees and Mets, what are they doing? We'll talk about all that and more right after Brian reads this. Yeah, we're going to talk about baseball in a minute. But first, let's talk about Allswell. Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep. I can use it after setting those clocks up uh, ahead one one hour this weekend. Yeah, sleep is important, especially if you don't get enough of it. So that's why Allswell made sure to design a mattress that makes good sleep accessible to all. The Allswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology. It combines the best of both worlds, memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Their goal was to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing the quality or luxury and the result is the all's well queen mattress now we just said they want to make good sleep accessible to all here's a way that you could do that you, you, you price a queen size mattress starting at 345 bucks that's right 345 dollars i mean that's awesome you can't beat that so you know right now this is a great time to save and i'm pulling up my ad right here here let me find my promo code oh there it is yeah a please please I knew there was a reason I want to tell you about this. Right now, between now and March 21st, you can get 20% off all your bet, all your betting, 
and 20% off all mattresses, 20% off all mattresses and bedding supplies now through March 21st. Just go to oswellhome.com. And again, it's just great. So remember, another way to save is just go to the uh, go to EDBC podcast site. That's edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on the link to any one of our episodes. You go on that link, you'll see another link. They'll take you to oswellhome.com. Click on that link. Start shopping. You get 20% off mattresses or bedding now through March 21st. Sleep well and save well with all's well. Brian, there are spring training baseball games on the schedule this weekend. I know at some point I will find myself on a couch watching one. I'm a loser, and I like watching baseball. How about you? You do like watching. Well, I, you know, I, you do like watching baseball. You, you're not, a, you're not a loser as far as you know. Um, yeah, we've been off. You know, we had a little bit of a break because you had a crazy schedule when we last did a part. Our on our last episode, we we were still in baseball limbo. Yeah. Thankfully, everybody came to their senses, uh, and we got some baseball to talk about. Uh, and then you know you mentioned it in our tease uh, before the last break. Um, we got thrown a curveball by the city, uh, the New York City teams did by the city of New York. You want to get into that? Yeah, the vaccine mandate. Kyrie Irving, uh, the NBA player for the Brooklyn Nets, has not been allowed to play home games all year because he's not vaccinated. So we then all of a sudden they came out. Wait a minute. What about baseball players? The games are played outside, obviously, but they do things in clubhouses. You know. Media obligations. Will the unvaccinated players on the Yankees and Mets be allowed to play? Uh, what do you think, Brian? I mean, that's a hot topic that they supposedly are going to work out, but it's really confusing. Tricky. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's confusing because they were allowed to play last year, and apparently something changed in the fall with the private business mandate. And obviously, the Mets and the Yankees are private businesses; they're not, they're not city businesses. And so now they've been throwing this mandate, this curveball, as I said, where we have, we're not quite, we're players that are not vaccinated cannot right now, as we tape this on the 18th of March, play in home game at the home ballparks in uh, the Bronx or Queens. What's interesting about this is it's, it's uh, again, I just don't think anybody, it dawned on anybody until last week. I know the guys on FAN broke the story. They, I know that because they clapped themselves, they, they clapped themselves in the back about four days about it. Um and it's confusing. I don't know the whole thing. I, I'm, I, this is one of those times, like, if you want to know more about the rules, look it up because it confuses the heck out of me. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. And we also don't know, Eric, we know a couple of the players that aren't vaccinated. We're not sure, like, the exact number of either team are that, that might be the number of players that might be affected. Am I correct? I saw one report that said only 55% of Mets players are vaccinated. And that yeah, is- and then I saw someone, either Mike Puma or Michael Mayer, one of the couple guys that cover the Mets on Twitter, said that that's a little misleading because that was based on last year's team, and they've had yeah. some guys move on, and they've had new guys. And they said, without naming names, they know some guys that were not vaccinated at the end of last season have since gotten vaccinated so again it's a little like we don't know who's not playing until we i guess we see a yeah. lineup and someone's not in the lineup and um, then someone insinuated that maybe jacob de was one of the players who had not yeah. been vaccinated and then they talked about well you know you could always maneuver the schedule for him and just have him pitch on road games so as no. a mets fan as a mets fan you you just want to see one of the best pitchers in baseball never pitch in your home park no, as a Mets fan, and here's why I get in trouble, but I'm, I don't care. There's uh, the easiest solution to this. It's so simple. Just get your freaking shot. We're done. I've heard that. Uh, again, I saw the report this morning that, and I, and I applaud these leagues for doing this. The NBA 
the WNBA and the NFL and another, I'm sorry, there's another league that I'm missing that I wasn't, maybe a, a pro soccer league, MLS, uh, nearing yeah. 100% vaccination rates among their players. And baseball is still lagging. So I don't know what it is with the baseball players, where they're all going Kyrie Irving on this. But I have no problem. If that's the mandate, whether I agree with it or not, or whether Eric agrees with it or not, that's the mandate by the city, okay? Yep. It's the rule. You don't have to like the rule. That's, you know, it's like talking to your kid. I don't care if you like the rule. That's the rule. And that's true. You got to live by it. You could, now you're, or you can just get vaccinated. So, uh, a store, something to watch, as the uh, as we say. I was annoyed to be honest with you. I am a Yankee fan. I love watching Aaron Judge play when he's healthy. He's great. But I was very annoyed by him the other day when he was asked point blank, about <laughs> it. and he kind of just like kind of smirked and said, "Oh, you know, I'm just getting ready for the season," and blah blah blah. And he just had this smile on his face that really pissed me off. To be quite honest, I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you because you know you should. I don't. Know. I, I if I was an employer and I'm paying Aaron Judge this much money, same thing well, as not, these They're not going to get paid though. They won't get paid. Well, that's fine, Eric. But when I, they might not get paid. But that yeah. you know, I'm you know, he's my employee, and he's a pretty important employee, and he yeah. puts butts in the seats, which puts, puts money in our pockets. If I'm yeah. speaking from the owner's perspective. Yep. It's the same thing I say about these quarterbacks. If I'm, out of the, you know, if I'm the Green Bay Packers and I'm, you know, I'm trying to pay, I want to pay Aaron Judge, you know, 150 million dollars, but he might not be available because he didn't get a shot. Kind of pisses me off a little bit if I'm the, if I'm the boss. Well, especially when you had 81 home games and nine games in Toronto, which you can't play, so you're going to be out 90 games. Right now, yeah. that, that's how many games he'd miss. 90 games. It's insane. 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 Now, again, I the the COVID right now where we are is by then. It's very movable and, you know, everything's fluid with COVID right now with the regulations, you know, we've had mask mandates slip down, but they could go back up again. So we'll see. We will. Right now we know nothing on March 18th. Just fun to talk about. That's all. That's oh, all. absolutely. Fun to talk. Something about. to bitch about. <clears throat> Free agency. Uh, listen, your buddy, Michael Conforto still hasn't found a team. Some rumors that the, maybe the Mets reach back out to him. Where's Michael Conforto land? A nice player that maybe has overvalued it, overplayed his hand. Typical Scott Boris. I don't think he overplayed his hand. I think he uh, he might have. I don't know what if he's gotten any offers. I'm not his agent, obviously. I'm not Scott Boris. Yeah, you know he'd been for a long time. Even going to last season, he'd been linked to Seattle. He's from Washington. You know he played, I believe, Washington State or um, played college ball there. So Pacific Northwest hasn't found a home yet. Um, I guess it's a possibility. The Mets could always use another bat. I mean, I think I think they could use another bat anyway. I feel a little, a little greedy saying that because they have a pretty nice lineup. But I also don't know why. I mean, and of course, Conforto had an awful year last year, an awful year for a guy going to free agency. Streaky. So that probably, very streaky. Yeah, that probably he really had a down year, and that probably really hurt his value, at least maybe short term, unless someone thinks he's going to bounce back. I mean, you know, left-handed power hitter, Yankees can't use a guy like that in the outfield. Little outfield DH. I'm a little surprised by that. The Yankees yeah, have been a little quiet. I think, I think they have too many people that are potential DHs, and I, I don't not sure where they're going to go. He would be a nice fit. You'd have to trade a couple pieces, I think, first to sign someone like that. But you're right; he would be nice at Yankee Stadium, definitely. I mean, I'd rather right. see. I mean, he's a pretty. De- he's made himself into a pretty decent fielder, not a Gold Glover, but a pretty good fielder. Yeah, I'd rather see him in the outfield than Brett Gardner if I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, well, yeah. Can he play center though? Mm, he has, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, that's the that's the rub. Uh, Freddie Freeman signs with the Dodgers. I Ooh. listen. I, I listen to Yankee fans all week on WFAN screaming, yell they wanted Freddie Freeman. Uh, listen, the, if you're not going to learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. The guy's 33. Look, he's a good player, really good player. You he's a to great pay player, Eric. Six years, 
You want to pay him six years? The Yankees have done this way too many times. Six years, $180 million. But when he's 37, 38, 39, and is a shell of his former self, you want him sitting on your bench? I, I, I don't blame the Yankees one bit. I don't blame them at all. They need pitching. They need more pitching. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't blame them one bit. I like the. Well, you also there. brought you also brought back Anthony Rizzo, who's a left-handed power hitter for first baseman. So you you feel it wasn't for like cheap. you had a void there for cheap. Yeah, yeah, for two years. That's a great deal. I mean, the Do- the Dodgers, of course, Freeman did sign with the LA Dodgers, whose lineup is insane right now. They, their lineup is literally all all stars. Every guy in their everyday lineup is made an all star team, except for one guy. I think it's Will Smith. <laughs> So Dodgers are, but the Dodgers are a team like they don't care. Yeah. He's going to be old. We don't care. We want to win another World Series. We no, don't I care. It. It's just just money to us. I yeah. guess you're right. The Yankees have been burned. You guys would have been. You would have been one of the Yankee fans complaining, bitching, and moaning today if they had signed that going. This is the same old Yankee going to get a guy based on past reputation, past and he might have one or two good years. Then we got to sit with that damn contract around our next for the next five years. Yep, the Johnny Damon contracts, all those contracts the Yankees would do, the signing the 32, 33, 34-year-old player and paying for past performance. So I applaud them for not going after them. I, and I really don't – I, I honestly don't think – if the Yankees – I don't know if the Yankees are where the Dodgers are. Dodgers might be the best team in baseball. And if mm-hmm. it's just money, and it should be just the money of the Yankees, but they're a little more prudent with their spending the last few years, yeah. then maybe, you know, if the Yan- we thought the Yankees were on the cusp, then okay, you do it. But I don't, I don't know where the Yankees are right now. They're sort of, you know, they've been very quiet. But it's funny, uh, you say they're prudent, but their payroll is $250 million. Prudent by Yankee terms. You're right, it is 250. We sound just I know that does sound stupid. Yeah, and it, it, it's it, it tries and again another thing. This week I hear all oh, this Hal Steinbrenner's cheap. He doesn't want to pay anybody. The payroll's 250 million. It's a top four payroll. What are you talking about? Let's I think it's where the it's where, I think it's a question it. of where they've allocated the money. Yeah, and listen, every one of those Yankee fans also love the Giancarlo Stanton deal, and he had a good year last year. So let's 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 uh, playing Monday morning quarterback. The payroll is $250 million. You should be able to win. End of story. Period. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'll tell you this. I'm just glad we're talking about baseball and not a baseball strike. I love that. No, we're talking I, about I lock stuff. out. Yeah. No, you're 100%. Yeah, right. lock out. Thank you. 100% right. The Mets, uh, Steve Cohen was in camp last week. It was nice to see him talking to the media. Uh, I, you got to be excited as a Mets fan. The Red Sox, there was rumors they'd be on Freddie Freeman. I don't know what their team looks like right now, to be honest with you. They're they lost to- Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, kind of spinning the wheels. Schwarber and the, with the Phillies, it's a nice move by the Phillies. That, oh, that it sure is. I hate it as a Mets fan. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. Kind of, he kills us. He kills yeah. us. He kills the Mets. Kills I him. love that move. A little grit in the clubhouse with Girardi. It's a great move by Philly, especially with a DH now, because Schwarber's a DH. And that, in the bandbox ballpark that is Philly, he's going to hit 50 home runs. He's going to crush the Mets every freaking oh, time. Oh, and they, they also improved their bull, bullpen. Well, you're familiar, right? Oh, yeah. Good luck, Jerus. I shouldn't say anything because I'll say that and he'll be like, you know, 59 saves. It'll be Mariano Rivera this year. You watch. Yeah, I know. Mariano Rivera. Um, So I was thinking the other day because you've been big on this this Godfather thing. And we actually had a story on the news the other night about it premiering in uh, IMAX theaters this coming weekend. So they're following your lead, Ryan. Following your lead. Oh, yeah. You know, that's right. You know, March 1972, The Godfather came out. I believe it hit... Premiered in New York City on March 15th. So the Godfather is 50 this month. So we're doing some Godfather trivia in the 50th anniversary of one of the greatest films in American history. So yeah, a little bit of trivia. We've done three little known facts. We did three last week. We're going to do three this week. Are you ready, Eric? I am ready. I am ready. 
Let's do it. Something's beeping in my house. I, I know. I was going to say, what's going on? I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe the camera your wife has on you to make sure you do the housework? Probably, yeah. I might, my, my beeper. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Three little known facts. Okay. Yeah. Bring it. James Kahn. Jimmy yeah. Kahn. Uh, here's some uh, casting trivia for you. Sonny. Played, played Santino. Sonny Corleone, the hot-headed oldest son of uh, Vito Corleone. Uh, he, uh, he was originally set to play Michael Corleone which of course is played by Al Pacino. Yep. He read for it. He wanted it. He got it. But uh, the director, Francis Ford Coppola, really wanted Al Pacino. So Jimmy ended up playing uh, Michael's older brother. Uh, I believe there's like a five-year age difference between the two characters. The other known fact is that they're, in real life, they're only they're like three months apart. The same oh, age, no basically. Kidding. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. Between all three brothers, four if you count Tom Hagen, the adopted brother, and Robert Marlon Duvall. Brando, in real life, they're all separated by like 15 years. No kidding. Yeah, so that's wacky stuff. So James Kahn was going to play Michael, ended up playing Sonny. All right. Great role. Here's, a, here's another one of my favorite ones. If you haven't seen the movie, because I know some of you younger kids out there who think this is old, old people stuff, whatever. Go see the movie. It's a great movie. I've seen it like 150 times. The horse head scene. A little yeah. bit of a traumatic scene. The horse's head, not CGI, of course, because it was 1972. Yep. And not a like not a uh, made up. It was a real horse's head. What? It was a real horse's head that they got from a dog food company. <laughs> a real horse's head. Oh. I checked this twice. Oh my God. Hey, everything you read on the internet's true. So I, I believe Absolutely. You. If it's in dude, if it's on Wikipedia, it's it's Bible, chapter and verse. That's disgusting. I gotta go watch that scene again. Oh my god. It's, I, it's like I've someday I'm, my kids are gonna watch it, even though they probably won't. It's like getting my, they my haven't seen it yet. Me, no, but you know, it's like it's like trying to get my my parents trying to get me to watch Casablanca when I'm 12 years old. Like, what this black and white crap? What are you? Hi, I'm gonna go watch Smoking the Bandit again for the 40th time. My kids watched Godfather when they were five or six years old. They really enjoyed See, it. See, that's what I said. Well, that well, we that's the type of I think that's around the age my kids watched Apocalypse now. <laughs> We've talked about this. That's right. I'll beat that in the ground. All right, last uh, trip third. All right, last one. All right, we're getting, the clock's ticking on our podcast this week. So last bit of trivia. I love this one. I sort of heard about this before. But I love this one. Actor John Cazale, who plays uh, uh, Fredo, you know, the, the, the yep. screw up brother. John Cazale was a really talented actor. He died very young. He had cancer. He passed away in 1978. He appeared in only five movies. He was only five movies his whole career. All five movies were nominated for Best Picture. I mean, John Cazale made it count. And he was a no great kidding. actor. Wow. Yeah. Here's the five films he was in, all between 72 and 78. His, he died... Shortly after the last film came out in 1978, Godfather 1 and 2, obviously, Dog Day Afternoon, The Conversation, and The Deer Hunter. And I've seen all those movies at least once, and they're all phenomenal. The Deer Hunters, you don't really, we've watched that too many times. It's not the most uplifting movie. But you know, I've never I, seen it start to finish. I It's been years. I remember a little bit of it. I probably should watch it again. The Conversation is a great movie with Gene Hackman. Dog Never Day saw that either. Dog Day Afternoon with him and Pacino is awesome. I mean, it's Never just, saw it's, that. You should watch. You'd like that one. It's a true story. It's got some sick humor in it. It's just, it's really good. But All I mean, right. that guy, five movies and like five, five star films. So John Cassell died way too young. I think he was 42. Wow. But I thought that was really interesting trivia. Not I was. Hey. That's big time. I love it, man. Good job. Good little uh, piece of information there. Are we going to take one more time out when we come back? Brian has a list of birthdays that he's changed on me. 
and I'm not paying yeah. attention. So I'm going to let him guide us down this road. But he wanted to change the list, folks, because he said a couple of them made him feel really old. So we're going to really yeah. be uplifting in this last segment. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, that's well, you know, we're going to the weekend. I want to give people a little something to feel good about. Do it up. Hey, All you right. want to feel good about something, you can get your groceries while you're just sitting at home on your butt. Yeah, you can. And listen, it's March, you know, March going on right now. College hoops, lots of college hoops on TV. Maybe you want to just sit home and get your, get your treats delivered to you, Eric. Well, here's how you do it. Go to Instacart.com. Select items from your favorite grocery stores, get real-time updates from personal shoppers, and pick a convenient time to get your groceries delivered. So you can pick the time that works best for you to get those groceries delivered. Here's another great reason to use Instacart right now. They got a little uh, March Mania promo going on, as they're calling it, March Mania promotion. Get your tournament snacks delivered in as fast as one hour. New customers, you can do that and get 25 bucks off your first order of 45 bucks or more by going to PayPal and using the promo code 25 PayPal, 25 PayPal. Do use that promo code when you shop from Instacart and you're going to get $25 off any order that's 45 bucks or more. But you got to act fast. You know why? Because this promo only runs through now through March 22nd. So if you're going to watch hoops this weekend uh, and you want a little, you know, something to snack on, sign up for Instacart.com, use that promo code 25 PayPal and shop from home and save with Instacart. All right, you say it's your birthday. Well, it's my birthday too, Brian, as the old song goes. What do you got for us today? What's the be- Talking about some great actors. Oh, wait, hold on one second before we do that. I just got an email from the New York Yankees. Did Aaron Judge get vaccinated? Today, the Yankees have placed right-handed pitcher Domingo Herman on the 60-day injured list with a right shoulder impingement syndrome. So that means he'll be See you at the All-Star break, Domingo. Ooh, That's a guy who's when he's good. That's a guy who's when he's good, he's real good, but he's yeah. got such a wiry body that I don't think he can handle the stress over a long period of time. So this is the second or third time he's been, suffered a man. That's that's that that is a you mentioned not pitching. Good. That's that's not what the Yankees needed going into April. No. So sorry, breaking news right here on the EDBC podcast. Hey, that's why you're that's why you're, you know, the Connecticut Sports Broadcast of the Year from 2021 or whatever year it was. Well earned. Uh, All right. What do you got for birthdays, big boy? All right, great actor, Michael Kane. He's talking about movies. He's been in 3,600,000 movies, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's about 88 years old. Ooh, very close. He's 89. Jesus. I, when's the last time he's been in something, I wonder? I'm really putting you on the spot here. I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. He's 89. I, I, don't, think he's, I don't think he's working. Uh, he might not be working. But I no. always enjoyed I always enjoyed Michael Caine in anything. Even the All Batman right. movies he was good in. Let's move on. Yes. Uh, Music producer extraordinaire Quincy Jones. We, was it on Netflix or something? He there was a documentary about him. Man, it was a great documentary about. I mean, that guy's life is unbelievable. I want maybe it was unbelievable. The guys lived a good life. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could watch it again. That's how good it was. I, it was. I want to say it was probably a year or two ago I watched it. But if you get a second, go look for it. It is that guy's connected to every major music star. Oh, I know. Is uh, brilliant. Just a brilliant man. Brilliant. I will watch that when I'm done watching the 36-hour Beatles uh, documentary on it. Uh, yes, <laughs> they're both worth it. Uh, Quincy's 85. No, he and Michael share a birthday. Quincy's 89. Jeez, yeah. I mean, a life well lived. He, you know, if he leaves us today, that guy's been like, like that's a book. That guy's yeah. got a, a book. What a 100%. life. Not and that he, I want Quincy to leave us. No, we should many years of health. Uh, all right, let's move on. Okay, yeah, yeah here's the one. I, I, another actor I really like. He's always good in everything. Um, but he this made me feel old. Kurt Russell. Goldie Hawn. They're not married, right? They're just like no, they're on. not married. 
common law. I common actually, law, I, whatever I think it is. I, yeah, no, they're not married. I don't know if we've done his birthday before, but I, I have been in the same room as Kurt Douglas at a Black Rose concert. I mean, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, excuse me. Yeah. You might have been in the same room Kurt Douglas at a Black Rose concert. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, when uh, when Chris Robinson, the lead singer, was married to Kate Hudson, the uh, yeah. the Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, uh, what's their son's name? I forget. Uh, I don't remember. Rust, Rust, I don't know. Rusty, Ruben, yeah. I don't know his name. He's an actor, too. Uh, they were all at the concert literally about 10 feet away from me. Uh, yeah, so I don't funny. think Kurt's her. I don't think Kurt's her father. I don't Goldie's her mother. No, he is not. He All right. Well, that, I'm sure they have a beautiful relationship, nonetheless. C- correct. And uh, he's 75. He's not. I didn't think. I didn't think he was this old. You went higher than I did. He's 71. Right, well, that's not that bad. We're close. I knew oh. he's in his 70s. I mean, I love Goldie Hawn too, by the way. And they, they I do. Get, I like them both. I, I do. I'm a big. I'm. They're one of those Hollywood. I haven't, she's had, I haven't seen her movie in years, but yeah, she's got some great movies. And I, I get it. I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. He's even in his crappy movies. He usually delivers a nice performance. They're a legitimate Hollywood couple who a lot of people probably thought wouldn't be together this long, but it's probably been 40 years since they've been together, right? Yeah, you know yeah. that's love, Eric. You know, it's oh, commitment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, love, it's commitment. That's I'm your awesome. other pod. That's your other podcast. You do. I will promote that. One. Yeah, my relationship podcast. Yes, I'll link to that after the show. All right, next, uh, I got a couple of people from the music world here. We'll go through these fast. Uh, rocker, I love to say that. Rocker D. Snyder, Twisted Sister, 80s hairband. 65. Great, great radio guy. Has a radio show. Great guest on Stern back in the day. D. Snyder from Long Island is actually 67. All right. I was in the, I was in the range. So, yeah, I figured then, he was about 20 years older than us. Yeah, and then I threw this in with my, one of my mom's favorite, uh, rapper Flava Flav. She's still wearing a clock around her neck. That was one big Halloween outfit. Oh, the big, yeah, you should see. She's stumped over like a you know like a her, like an old hermit. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Play. I'm going to listen to this this week. So, by the way, I was I had introduced my children to a little Public Enemy in the car a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> did you? I did. The the the, the uh, uh, not the uh, it was clean the clean version of their song. But the man, clean version. Okay. The those songs though, Brian, they take you back, man. Back in the eighties, there. I mean, I, I think I've told you I, I interviewed Chuck D once at UConn, and he could not. I did not know that. Guy. He came to speak at UConn. I'm sure I told you this. He came to speak at UConn at the Jorgensen Auditorium, and yeah. um, he opened up the speech in typical Chuck D fashion in front of about five, six hundred kids, students at UConn. He walked up to the stage and said, hey, how's everybody doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, man, when my agent told me I had to speak at UConn, I said, F, I don't want to go to Alaska. <laughs> That's a great line. A great line. That's a good line. Yeah. That one works. I have his autograph somewhere, too, by the way, because it was one of those things where afterwards he talked and I had him sign, sign a piece of paper for me because I'm like, this is Chuck T. I'm not supposed to ask you for this, but please sign this. So he did. Oh, that's classy. It is. Chuck. Meanwhile, D. we're talking about Flavor Flav, though. Yeah, I know. And Chuck D follows me on Twitter. Does he follow you on Twitter, too? He's a big fan. No, Twitter he does follower. not. But uh, big... I'm, I'm, I, Jim McMahon follows, follows me on Twitter now. Yeah. I was proud of that. Chuck D likes to keep informed uh, with all the hip hop stuff. So he goes to my Twitter page to check things out. It's his <laughs> sure sports updates. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Big fan. Man, this is going to bother me when I find it because I'm, I'm worried about this one, Brian. Uh huh. You should I'm be. Wor- I'm worried about this age. I'm going to say he's 62. Well, you're close. He's a little, be a little, he's a little older, 63. All right. Figure, yeah, 15 years about. Yeah, that's right, man. Jeez. God bless Flavor Flav. I haven't seen Flavor him in a Flav. long time. A survivor, a guy who you'd be surprised he's still around these days with the life he's led. 
we say a lot, that a, a lot about that. A lot of people when we do the birthday game. Um, yeah, he yeah, had a good there. time back in the eighties. <sighs> who didn't? Uh, you know, who, this lady had a good time in the eighties, I, th- I think. But we, she she came to public life in the eighties in the early, like I think nineteen eighty four. Vanessa Williams, singer, actress, right? Who, who singer, she actress, who she she Miss to? America, then got stripped of that because she, uh, you know. Yeah. Get some racy photos. Who was she married to? Do you recall? Uh, she was married to uh, Rick Fox for a time. NBA, former NBA player, Rick Fox. I don't know who else she was married to. I just remember she was Mrs. Rick Fox for a long time. Mm. She, Handsome devil. She's Handsome another one. I'm going to say 60. Oh, you're, very, you, you're getting better at this. Yeah. I think you start just getting more intuitive in terms of like, you know, you're, just, you're getting better. In the beginning, you were way off. Just go in my gut. Yeah, she's 69. 69. She's 59. Wow. Beautiful. She was still looks gorgeous. Yeah, stunning. stunning. I hope I look that good when I'm 59. You're close. So right I don't think it at 49. I know. Hey, that's a great birthday list, buddy. Very, oh, very thank good you. List. And again, you made me feel old, so I'm very depressed now. So I'm gonna go eat or drink something. Thank you. That is terrific. And you've got, like you said, you've got a full week ahead of you. A lot of UConn winning basketball. Yeah, UConn basketball, Yale hockey, uh, Fairfield basketball tonight, uh, high school championships, uh, high school hockey championships. It's going to be fun. So lots going on. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Mohegan Sun, 10 champions in high school basketball. Boys, go check it out. 10 bucks. Yeah, and hit the casino afterwards. You know, yeah, exactly. fun for the whole family. Exactly. So. All right, man, that'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. We'll be a little closer to opening day of baseball next time we talk next week or, or later this seventh, week, maybe. Yeah. We'll figure something out. So, Absolutely. Uh, great job putting the show together, Brian, as usual, and I uh, look forward to the next time. Outstanding. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. I'm Eric Keys, Brian. Think about it. See you. <laughs>